Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Kim Adams. She is an author, a coach, and a motivational speaker based in Orange County. How are you doing today, Kim? Hi, Brad. I'm so fabulous and so excited to be here. I've been following all of your projects and all of your cool things that you're doing, so I'm so honored to be part of your part of your process. Thank you so much. It's an honor and pleasure. Honestly, it's all mine to have you here today. I know that you and I have been trying to get this done for a while now, so it's nice to finally have you on the show and be able to connect and share your story. So thank you so much for making the time to be here, and I'm just glad things worked out today and we're able to, you're able to take me along on your journey with you to share your story with the Empowerography community. So thank you for being part of the, the Empowerography community. I appreciate you. My pleasure. It's divine timing, right, Brad? Like you're we right. talked about, yep. divine timing. That's right. So, Kim, you're an author, a coach, and a motivational speaker, as I mentioned. Can you tell us a bit about your book, The Corporate Hippie, and tell us what it's all about? Absolutely. It's basically, it's taking our intuition, it's activating our heart, and it's leading in our lives and our business. And with what we saw with COVID and just the change of we're really moving into the intuition age, Brad, the age of Aquarius, where operating from a place of love and kindness and our hearts, that's really where a service-based conscious leader, that's how everything is going to happen in the future. Okay. How did you come up with the title for the book? It was Source, um, Brad. It was honestly, I was coming back from a sound bowl healing and God, Source, literally downloaded it into my brain and I just spit it out. I was talking to one of my best friends and I said, I should just, you know, like, I think something we could do, like, I don't know, the corporate hippie. And it just made sense. And it wasn't me. It was, I I like to say that, you know, your angels and your guides have all this genius out there for you. It's just our job to be still enough and to, to recognize those ideas or those downloads when they come. So, Kim, what was the inspiration behind writing The Corporate Hippie? Brad, I got laid off twice after moving to California to be with the love of my life, you know, following my intuition to just be like, at 51 years old, I'm going to jump off a cliff and go after all of my (laughs) big dreams. And I followed to California for love. And then come three months later, I got laid off from a job I'd been at with a awesome team of eight badass women for eight years where I built a business from 700,000 to over $30 million a year. And I, you know, took a job in three weeks because of fear, right? Fear came in and I took a job. That job lasted six months. 
and the universe conspired to lay me off again. Oh, man. I believe we're always conspiring in our favor. And I found myself in COVID, no job, being a bonus mom to an eight and 10-year-old, doing e-learning. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? And I remembered that source in my head, the corporate hippie. And I said, it's time to write my book. Awesome. Very cool. And the book was released back in March, correct? March 12th was the big March day. March 12th was the day. <laughs> yes. And how, how have sales been? You know what? I've sold, I think it's roughly around eight or 900 copies. Not wow. yet quite a thousand. Now, a couple hundred of those I bought myself because I'm giving them out to people. Okay. But I'm actually signing with a publisher next week. Yes. To, yes, yay. To do a little refresh and to have... A more professional, because I did all of this myself, Brad, and, you know, like with you, with your podcast and, and giving women the tools to do these things themselves, I got out of my own way and just, I had these grandiose ideas that, oh, it has to be like Barnes and Noble or it has to be this way. Once I got out of my own way and just said, I'm going to do Amazon self-publishing, everything flowed. That is awesome. Congratulations. And yes, you know. It's bad enough, I think, that we have to deal with the external noise from other people and chattering in our ears and and telling us that what we're thinking is a bad idea and we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't do that. But this self-doubt and the self-limiting beliefs and ourselves, are we are our biggest enemies. We are the biggest problem. And it so often prevents people from doing what they want to do in life, which I think is horrible. And it's hard. It's hard to get out of that mindset and shift the mindset. But I can tell you from experience that once you do shift that mindset, your whole world fucking opens right up. And it's like a whole new world. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. It's fear holds us back from really, you know, I read something fear does not prevent us dying. It only keeps us from living. Like I read that on Instagram someplace and it's so true. And I think with COVID, right, more so than ever, we've been introduced to all these fear-based scenarios around, you know, again, politically, I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, vaccines and this and that. And at the end of the day, it's up to us to be sovereign beings and to go after our dreams and to remember what our soul came here to do, Brad. And that's finally what happened for me at 53 years old. That's amazing. Fear is a lie. I'm posting, I created a post in my podcast lounge group on Facebook about that for to be published later today. But yeah, it's, it just, it holds some, that little four letter word is so massive and can stop you from doing so much in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think it's one thing when I think about having bonus kids, it's so important for me to show them, you know, that they can go after their dreams, that they do know who they are at eight and 10 years old. Yes, that's exactly it. I think it's so important that we teach our kids from a young age, even younger than that, that they can accomplish anything they want in life. Because if you keep drumming that into their heads and and talking about it and pushing it, and they'll start to believe it. Because when someone hears something enough, they start to believe it. Absolutely. I I saw this little girl. I posted it on my story the other day. She was must have been four years old, Brad, and she was saying in the mirror, right? I am capable. I am, 
you know, I am strong. I And she goes, <laughs> I am beautiful. And I literally was so inspired by this four-year-old little girl. I went to the mirror that moment and I said those things out loud to myself because our voice is the most healing thing that we can do for our, for our own kind of building our trust, building our limitless beliefs, like letting us know that imposter syndrome is just bullshit. If we can just look in the mirror and say to ourselves, all of those beautiful affirmations, they flipping work. And when you're having a bad day, that is the number one thing to do. Go into that mirror, look yourself in the eyeball and just tell yourself you love yourself. Yeah, that's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There there are always going to be days where you have self-doubt and, you have your pity parties. It's going to happen. I mean, it happens to the best of us. But as long as you don't have too many of those days and the good days outweigh the bad where you're in that right mind frame and in that right mindset that you can't accomplish anything. I love that a four-year-old doing mirror work. I think that's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> I know. it's like We, it's could, we could all learn a lesson from her. We definitely can, but you're right. I mean, part of this, we are having a human experience yes. and the more that we can, you know, like you said, like notice those kind of mindsets and turn them around. It's not that you don't want to have them because I think moving through the shadow work yeah. is such mm-hmm. a part of us being able to release all of that trauma and all of those programs that we've been told our whole life to break through it. Right. But you have to feel it in order to break through it. Absolutely. I mean, there's no light without darkness. There's no laughter without tears. You got to You got to go through both sides of it because then you, then you know what it's like. And I, I tell you what, nothing will make you go through your shadow work, Brad, like launching a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will keep that in mind because there's a couple of ideas I have to write books. So I'll definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Just, be, just be prepared for some extra work on the backside of it because once you do speak your truth and yeah. like you're doing on your podcast and all of your guests, right. Beautifully sharing their story and their strength and their hope and their truth. You know, that's when I think the ego and some other things come to attack. And so the moment I launched my book, it's like shit got real. Right. Yeah, yeah, and sure. it's just interesting, but it's not stopping me. Excellent. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. You are a true inspiration. I love it. Thank you. Now, you worked in the broadcasting and television world before you made the jump to entrepreneurship. Yes. How long did you work in that world and what types of jobs and things were you doing when you worked in broadcast, television, and media? Oh, my gosh. So, well, my first job in media and TV, I was um, called Chat Chick on an internet talk show back in 1998 where I talked about the internet. It was on TV. It was on the radio. And that actually, that opportunity allowed me to really just kind of, I guess that was the early social media for me is just really being online and being in communities. And it allowed me to get my first job with Mark Cuban at broadcast.com, which was mind blowing experience. It was like moving 80 miles a minute. It was so amazing to work around someone as brilliant as him. And it was just the opportunity of a lifetime. And, and I talk about it in the book a little bit, Brad, it it really, the person that hired me there showed me the first signs of what intuition in business looks like. And that's when a hiring manager takes a chance on hiring someone who they believe is the right fit for their team. Not what seven other people say. (laughs) 
So why did you, I know you had mentioned you were laid off, but what made you make the jump to entrepreneurship? What was that defining moment or the, the light bulb moment, if you will, I guess. So part of like the life changing things for me, Brad, that if I could share with everybody, the one thing to shift your life in an instant would be just getting still, Mm -hmm. just starting a meditation practice or a stillness practice, you know, even for five minutes or one minute allows all of those ideas, all of those downloads, all of those inspired action to really start to settle in your soul and show you that roadmap of who you are. So once I was laid off twice and I kind of got out of that, I have to perform or I have to make money in order to be valuable. Once I was able to really allow that feminine side of me to come online that's when all of the gifts and the ideas and the downloads started to come to fruition. And I knew I couldn't go back. Now you say you're on a mission to inspire, empower, and embrace the monumental paradigm shift that's happening in corporate America. Can you talk to us a bit about the mission and what inspired that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm here to change the planet, right? So I love I'm here. it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it takes, uh, I call myself a light worker, right? That's what a corporate hippie is. It's an enlightened being, uh, it, and it's about being a human leader, right? Not right. masculine or feminine traits. It's like, it's all about how would you treat someone in your family at work? How do you build spiritual families? How do you trust from your heart? Because if you're doing what's right for the team, Brad, yep. ultimately it will be what's right for the company, what's right for you, and what's right for profits, what's right for clients. So I always say what is going to be in the best interest of everyone. That's how I want to move forward in business. And to me, it was the perfect time to step out of me getting clients for other people and me inspiring my team of eight. It's time for me to inspire just a little nugget that shifts somebody's thinking on them starting their own business, them hiring their own team of badass women or men, right? It's really about human leadership now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, not male or female in particular, but just human beings just human beings. And, you know, it's the good old boys club is dead. I like to say, right. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work in the shift that the world is going through because, you know, millions and millions and millions of people are waking up, they're awakening and they need light workers, Brad. They need people like you, you know, your guest, me. Yeah. They, They need direction and they need like, I always think of it this way, Brad, I've got one hand down helping someone come up. Well, I've got my hand reached up, helping someone else help me get yeah. to the next level, right? I always need a coach. I need someone teaching me because it, it never stops, right? Growth and learning. Oh, yeah. That goes on throughout life. I mean, if you're not learning, you know, you, you are. You're, you're constantly learning. And you're right. I, I love that there has been an awakening. People are starting to wake up. People are starting to realize a lot of things. And this was all thanks to... COVID and this whole global situation. I mean, I know that there's been a hell of a lot of loss and horrible things that have happened through this past year and a half, we'll say. But I think that we as humans need to look at the other side of things, the silver lining and and see all the good that has come out of it, because there's been a hell of a lot of good that's come out of this too. Like, And I think one of the biggest things is people waking up and realizing that 
things have to change and things mm. don't need to be the way they've been for so long. It's time for change. It's time to speak your truth. It's time yeah. to follow what your soul came here to do. Yes. And I, I agree, right? Okay. There's absolutely tragic things that have happened that are yeah. still happening. Yes. It's still unfortunate. You know, what I believe is the universe and God, that was all part of the process, right? That was right. Just like anything, that was the uh, that was a catalyst for the largest awakening and the largest shift in the planet that yeah. we've seen. I mean, in many lifetimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, when else can you? Re- I remember reading this article about gaslighting when it first, when the pandemic first hit, and it said the art. The writer said that this is the first time in the in his history, anyways, that he could ever say that the world has completely stopped and that now is the time to take advantage and start making changes and start waking up and that we don't need all these things that the world keeps telling us we need. We don't need all this frivolous bullshit. We don't need the brand new car. We don't need the brand new iPhone. We don't need this. We don't need that. And the the world stopped and it's time to take the time to slow down and see the things and enjoy the thing. Stop and smell the roses to, to be cliche and, and to throw that <laughs> saying out there. This is the first time we have ever collectively as a world been able to do that. No, preach, Brad, preach. Like I, I'm a believer. I was at lunch with a friend the other day and she just, she told me that she was reading Eckhart Tolle's New Earth. Uh, you know, it's been out for a long time, yeah. but she said she went and just sat down and she stared at, she looked at a flower, right? Yeah. She just, for like 5, 10, 15 minutes, she didn't even realize how long it was. Yeah. And she just looked at the flower and she said, she goes, you're going to think I'm crazy, but she goes, I could hear the flower giggling. Like <laughs> I could hear the laughter and the joy coming from the flower. Like, I'm like, I wasn't having conversations like this five years ago with people. Yeah. Yeah. My My only hope though, Kim, is that we don't or that the majority of the population doesn't fall back into the old habits and of go, go, go and hustle, 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 and and don't take the time out of life to enjoy the small, the little things, to spend time with family, to spend time with friends, to, to stop and smell the roses, so to speak, and that they keep on the path that so many have been awakened to. No, I agree, Brad. And I, unfortunately, if if humanity doesn't take this time to continue to awaken, to be conscious leaders of their life, you know, to do their own work, so to speak, you know, God will bring something different, right? To, To try to jolt us more, which none of us want, right? But that's, that's how it happens, right? That's how these, the Spanish flu happened, right? The wars happened. That's how you know, the Holocaust, all of these things, it's God, it's the universe giving us humanity, the opportunity to wake up and, and to stay awake. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a big challenge. It is. It is. And I mean, so many people were so upset and pissed off and angry and bothered by being stuck at home and not being able to do this and not being able to do that. Really? I mean, come on, there's a lot worse things that could have happened. It's really not that bad. Honestly, I I look at COVID and I think, I think a little bit of us are going through some PTSD from, because we were in survival mode, Brad, right? We were in survival mode. We were in do what you've got to do today. 
And now that the world is opening up, I think people are realizing, and I'm actually noticing more frustration now from people than almost before, because now it's almost like real world, you've got to start dealing with it, right? People going back to work and all of these things. And so I just, my hope is that people continue to tune in and to allow those feelings to kind of come up and out because that's, what's going to heal them. Right. Yeah. It's funny. You know, I, I was talking with a friend last night and he was, he's been working not throughout the entire thing, but the past while he's been working steadily in construction. And he was saying, you know, he said he was asked to work on the weekend. He said, you know, he says, I, I can't, he said, I just needed time. I got to take time for me. And he said, I, I told them, no, I can't work on this. I need, I don't have the time to get things done around here that I need to get done. And it, it just, it struck me as very interesting because normally people would be like, okay, yep, I'll take it because I need the money. And I want to do, I think, again, this speaks to people waking up and awakening that, you know what, there are more important things in life than work. Amen. Amen. And that's and you know, one of the biggest that- things. And hearing, you know, like, you know, men say that, right? And men start to recognize that it's not only about the money. It's like, what is the currency of joy, right? Of happiness, of laughter, of dancing with your family, of going on vacation, right? Because we're energetic beings, right? So the money will, I believe, come to us if we're doing all of these other things, right? If we're practicing radical self-care, we are surrendering to what, the universe has planned for us. If we're loving our family, right. If we're going after our passions, I mean, I think there are probably more entrepreneurs launched in COVID I would say than any other time. Yeah. Right. For sure. I I read a post the other day too, and it was talking about, would you rather be doing something you love for a living or make more money? Like is money really that important? Wouldn't you rather be happy doing what you do? for a living as opposed to having all the money. It's like, of course I would much rather be happy. And again, I'm of the belief and which you just touched on that if you are doing something you love, the money will come eventually. The money will come. And I'm, I'm in that spot a little bit right now where it's interesting because all of the, you know, the, the financial piece of what I'm doing right now has not come yet. Yeah. But I already know it. I see it. It's happened. Like I've already claimed it. It's just a matter of that time, like catching up to where I am. But for me, it's also, I got out of my meditation yesterday and I thought to myself, it's okay to be ordinary. It's okay to make dinner for your family and to have joy in that. It's okay to go pick the kids up at carpool. Like every piece of your life is not meant for you know, where you have to be performing or earning some of it's just meant to be enjoyed. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's always about the hustle. You got to be hustling. You got to be constantly. No, you don't. I saw a post. It's got the word hustle and it's crossed out and it says a line underneath. Oh, I love that. Speaking my language. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Right. Yeah, it, it's, there's been a lot of good that's come out of all of this. And I, I just, my only hope is that it just continues and people do continue to awaken and realize that, that we don't need to be operating at a hundred miles an hour all the time and that it's time for change and we keep that change moving forward. 
Amen. I am with you. You are also a coach, as I mentioned earlier. What type of coaching services do you offer, Kim? I do a lot of manifestation coaching right now. I'm doing more workshops. I'm actually hosting my first workshop next weekend. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, Thank you so much. I've done a lot of podcasts, right? I've done about 30 or 40 podcasts over the last year. And it's just kind of taught me that there nothing can substitute for actually meeting live. Yeah. I've been doing some also kind of spirituality coaching around businesses, Brad. So I've been talking to groups of like 50 and 60 people to how do they bring spirituality into business? How do you bring intuition and activating your heart into hiring people into building spiritual families? So I'm kind of got my coaching side or businesses, and I'm starting to do some more workshop type of manifestation coaching. Very cool. How long have you been a coach now? What inspires and excites you the most about being a coach? Oh my gosh, if I just help one person just shift, right? If one person got a nugget from my book or it allowed them to, you know, because I think so much of what I struggled with, Brad, was why me or, you know, this imposter syndrome we talked about or the self-limiting beliefs. Once I finally got through that whole self-doubt knot that I was in, I have a unique voice that my message and my unique story is going to vibrationally land on the right people. And if I am okay with that, I kind of don't care what, I don't care what all the other naysayers say. If that vibrationally hits one person or 10 people or 50 people and it shifted something that they're doing, then I've, I've done my mission. What you're here to do. Yeah. You know, doing something, doing what you love, you're finding your, your purpose in life is one of the most incredible things because you think about the tens, if not hundreds of millions of people that never do find their purpose or their mission in life. But which I think in itself is, is sad that people don't spend the time or take the time to look within and deeper to find their purpose and their mission, but to have your purpose and your mission have impact on another human being. That's like winning the lottery twice. There is no better feeling in the world than that. There really isn't. Absolutely. And I believe through our intuition, Brad, that our higher self is constantly whispering that information to us, right? It's constantly whispering your soul. It's giving you that roadmap. It's talking to you through your body. It's, it's your higher self is begging you to just listen because it's that fear of losing that relationship or someone not treating you right at your job or whatever. But once you're able to truly get still enough to listen that roadmap will guide you to what your soul and help you remember what you're here to do. And once you figure that out, it's not about money. It's about that energy exchange. Like for me right now, it's about the energy exchange between us. And it's a unique vibration between yeah. you and I. Yeah. We'll never be dated again. Yeah, that's right. 100%. You know, and it's funny. I was... it's cool. <laughs> I was just speaking with someone about the whole intuition and when the universe is trying to give you signs and tell you things and it starts out whispering and the less you listen or until you actually listen, it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder until it just, it's like a two by four in the back of the head. Say, wake the fuck up, stupid. I'm trying to tell you something. Listen. (laughs) Absolutely. Oprah, I actually talk about Oprah in my book. There's a few stories because, you know, she talks about, right. There's pebbles. And then there's rocks. Yeah. 
And then there's fucking boulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it right there. And you know, that's kind of what happened with me when I got laid off twice. It was two big boulders for me. Yeah. It was it was the universe basically taking it like instead of me recognizing it was time for me to go do my own thing. I was scared and I let yeah. fear drive me a little bit because yeah. of the money. Of course. And so the universe had to lay me off twice to be like, Kim, if you get a third job, we're going to take that away from you too. <laughs> we're just going to keep <laughs> taking them from you, Kim. <laughs> exactly. Like, when are you going to recognize you need to do your own thing? You need yeah. To write that book. Yeah, exactly. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Oh, right. You know, writing, uh, well, I built a great team when I was in corporate America, who I believe I absolutely touched each of their lives um, for the better. And so I'm always proud of that. But definitely, you know, finding the love of my life and trusting my intuition, my heart to really go after that and writing my book. Writing the book is the hardest thing I've ever done. I have no doubt. No doubt whatsoever. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Believing that I am a magical, powerful creator and trusting my intuition and all of the roadmaps that align with that. Speaking of success, how do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Doing what you love, like waking up in the morning and not having the Sunday scaries or the Monday the Monday blues, right? I mean, I remember being in corporate America and even though I had a great team and was practicing a lot of these principles already, I still would have those Sunday days where you would be nervous or you would be worried or you would be filled with dread. And I haven't had that feeling in two years. That's amazing. It is amazing. I I recommend for anybody that is in a situation right now where you're dreading going in tomorrow morning or you can't wait till it's Friday every single week, it's time to reevaluate. Absolutely. If if you're living for the weekend, you're wishing away five days out of the week. How horrible is that? How sad is that? No, I know. Five days out of seven. I know there's freedom, Brad, right? There's freedom. It's crazy. And we've all done it. I mean, I did it too. I hated my corporate job and I couldn't wait for Fridays and I dreaded getting up and going to work in the morning. And it's a shitty feeling. It's a shitty position to be in because you're conditioned to think that, well, I'm giving up these benefits. I'm giving up this, this amazing paying corporate job for what, like for the unknown. But you know what? If it doesn't make your heart sing, if it doesn't set your soul on fire, Fuck, you find a way. There's always a way. Wherever there's a will, there's a way. You can't. There's make it always a, there's always a way. And you know, I heard this the other day. Um, it was on, I think, Feel Good on Instagram, and he talked about how when you're having those kind of days in a relationship or in a job that you don't want to be at, the more that you're consciously able to recognize why you're doing it, and then then step into it and realize. I'm consciously accepting where I'm at right now. And I'm kind of okay with this because it's a conscious decision because I know that something else is going to come along. The more that you raise your vibration, the faster the universe is going to kick you out of that. Does that make sense? Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. It's true. Very true. It's true. Yeah. Kim, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Oh, helping people. 
having an inspired conversation like this, you know, talking to my bonus kids about, you know, the coolest thing for me is how cool is it that I get to guide them for them to be unshakable in who they are at eight and 10, as they develop into teenagers, that they have access to their intuition, that they have access to angels and to guides, that they have access to the universe guiding them. To me, nothing lights me up like helping someone find their path and discover all the amazing things of the universe and how it can guide us. I, I just, it lights me up. So Kim, what was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? Oh gosh. Wow. I use, okay. I talk about my book, but a big turning point for me, I, I weighed 190 pounds at 19 years old. Wow. And that was a very difficult time because I was so unaware of like my body and the connection I had with my body. And I'm so grateful for my father who was able to see that I was struggling with something and he was able to put me on a path of getting help that sent my life on a completely different trajectory, really trusting that therapist community like AA or Overeaters Anonymous, like community and asking for help can really change your life. Amazing. Well, that's it, right? That I think that's, that's another thing I've learned is that, you know, people are scared to ask for help, first of all, because of fear of rejection or whatever. But once you get past that, I found that you ask for help. People usually, I would say, let's say 90% of the time are more than willing to help. All you have to do is ask. You have to open your mouth and ask. Because if you don't ask, you'll you'll never know. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people, you know, suffer in silence. And anybody that's on social media right now, I mean, I know there's a lot of the, you know, the glamour and all that kind of stuff. And people, we all know that that's not real life, right? Yeah. Or that we're able to, you know, be authentic and, share the struggle with some wisdom along with it. Right. And just, you know, the people that are being successful in social media are showing their cellulite, right. Or talking about the hard days. Like me, I launched my book and my world flipping like fell apart for three months where I was dealing with an elderly mother, an eight-year-old that didn't want to go to school. So like life was happening, but the more that I allowed myself to feel those feelings and just recognize that I wasn't broken. I was seeing a therapist. I had a coach and I was trying to take care of me. I got through it faster, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But I asked for help. I absolutely asked for help along the way. That's it. There's a lot of people that are too proud to ask for help. So you have to be willing to do the work and overcome that feeling of pride. And there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame in it. And more so than ever, there's so many resources available to us that don't cost money, right? That's right. That's right. That you can do on Zoom, that you can sign up for free courses that you can. I mean, just honestly, I was on YouTube last night and I was feeling like a little bit like blah. And I found some great content. I listened to a 45 minute webinar and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And now can I make a donation to that person for $10? Absolutely. I can, you know, like that's the game changer now. That's right. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Man. Oh gosh, Brad. (laughs) I think it would be to just like, do it anyway. Right. Just, just like go into the pain, go into the fear, 
don't let the fear of something stop you, right? Like having courage to do something anyway, to move forward, to step forward, even when you're scared. I mean, the first podcast that I was getting on when I was writing my book, like reaching out to you, reaching out to people, fear of rejection, the more that I was able to just do it anyway and know that whatever was meant for me was going to align, that is truly, I think for me, the biggest lessons and some of the biggest growth that I've had is just the courage and the trust to do it anyway. I don't know all the answers, but guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. None of us know all the answers. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Who would you say have been three of the most influential people in your life? Alive or celebrities or doesn't matter? No, it doesn't matter. Just who have been the three most influential <laughs> say people? Say my dad. I'm definitely going to say my dad has been just, he, like I talked about earlier, Yeah. he was able to see his suffering daughter and to recognize enough that I needed help to send my life on a different trajectory. I would say Stan Woodward. He was the first person that hired me at Uh broadcast.com. He saw something in me and trusted his intuition and he gave me a chance. And that's all I needed was a chance. And I would say Oprah has been, you know, just, I talk about her in the book three or four times, but the pebbles and the rock story. And I was at a place in my life where I was about to get married And he had called me some names, some very specific names. Uh And I remember staying home from work, watching Oprah. And there was a comment from her guest that said, if a person ever calls you these two names, you need to run away. Right. Right. And I, for whatever reason, it was meant to listen at that time. And I did not marry that person. And so That to me was a huge turning point for me to just be able to know that the universe was speaking to me through something like mass media, right? Through Oprah Winfrey. And so I don't know, those are, those are the three that just popped in my head. Okay. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? You know, that, that things come easy for me. I think my friends and my family don't realize maybe the amount of work, self-reflection, meditation, therapy, just all of the time and resources that I have put into knowing myself more, Brad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Most people just see the end result. They don't see all the behind the scenes work. And trust me, I mean, it's been a lot of self-reflection. I mean, you know, I've gone on three-day trips where they're they're silent trips where I'm just journaling and I'm being with myself. I'm not speaking, you know, hiring therapists, doing online courses, reading, again, books, reading all of the fabulous books. If you go to my Manifest with Kim, there's like five books that just changed my life, right? Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, Big Magic with Elizabeth Gilbert, just all of this knowledge to be able to like all of these little nuggets that I got that shifted me in some way. Uh-huh. Yeah. That people don't see the work you're doing. Yeah. 100%. They just see the end result. Exactly. And I think it's definitely something to go after anything you want. I mean, I don't say that it's hard, but it does require some level of inspired action. For sure. And work. You got to put in the work. You have you to show up for yourself. Yes, that's right. It's not just going to happen. Shit's not just going to fall in your lap. Yeah. I mean, like the book wasn't going to get done if I didn't do something. That's right. That's right. (laughs) 
what do you feel most grateful for in your life? Oh, I'm so grateful that I, I get a little bit emotional when I talk about, but I, I'm so grateful that I met the love of my life, Dave. He is just my rock. He is my soulmate. And he just is a partner that wants me to be happy. And we're both on our own paths of discovery, of awakening. And we just support each other in a way that allows us to just be ourselves, And I don't have to be anyone different than who I am. Beautiful. I met him actually five years ago. We had our five-year relationship anniversary two days ago. And happy anniversary. Thank you. I'm just, I'm so grateful that I finally was able to allow myself to let this kind of love come to me. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Gosh, that we have all the answers inside. So my life before before I really started to tap into the stillness, into the intuition, you know, I didn't pay attention to the red flags. I was always chasing something, Brad. I was chasing material things. I was chasing love. I was chasing people pleasing. Once I was able to just relax into myself, to trust my intuition, to start to recognize my soul's mission, the more I was able to just go with the flow, like imagine a leaf that is just floating down the river. And sometimes, you know, the leaf gets kind of swirled and caught yeah. up some trees or some other brush, right? Yeah. And then it breaks free and it starts to float again. I feel like I'm floating now, right? I'm not so caught up in the end result. I'm having more fun and joy in just moments versus what's happening next week, what's happening next year. Why aren't they why aren't I there yet? So yeah, speak. yeah. Enjoying the journey. Enjoying the journey. Yeah. But uh, getting still and, and really listening to my intuition and to my body and the information my body was giving me, that's the game changer. That was the, the true shifter for me. Yeah. Beautiful. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or life lessons, we'll call it? Um, and what did you learn from it? Mm, gosh, one of my biggest failures, I was married for five years and for me, looking back on that time, I'm so grateful for my stepsons that I and, and the gifts that I learned through that messy stuff, right? Because we do get so many of our gifts. I would have never recognized Dave had I not gone through it. But yeah. I had so many red flags that I just, my will was so strong and the red flags were there and I just did it anyway, Brad. Wow. And I look back and... There was a lot of opportunity that my angels and my guides were trying to give me a different roadmap. And I just wanted my human desire so much that I just didn't pay attention and it caused a lot of suffering. And I just think there are ways that we don't have to go through all that suffering. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Let's bring it on. <laughs> I love it. I love your enthusiasm, Kim. How would you describe yourself in one word? Hmm. Happy, kind, and lover of God. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Money or fame? Oh, gosh. Give me the money. <laughs> I could do a lot of good things with money. I could do a lot of good things with money. <laughs> What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Oh, gosh. Stage. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Optimism at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? 
trust your intuition. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Love. Entrepreneur life is? Oh, a roller coaster. Mom life is? A roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) One and the same. (laughs) The mom life is filled with joy. Yeah. My favorite way to unwind is? Oh, gosh, a nap. (laughs) I love a nap. All right. Nothing wrong with a good nap. (laughs) The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? Oh, gosh. I just listened to one of yours, Brad. And I started reading New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Okay. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? I would change fear. I would take fear away. But you know what, though? I've had this conversation a few times and I've seen posts about it lately. I think that I personally believe anyways that fear in small doses is a good thing because I think that, you know, I was chatting with a friend a while ago about this and I was telling her that I still get nervous and and fearful. There's a little bit of fear there before a photo shoot. And Mm -hmm. she said to me, she said, you know what, Brad? She said, that's a good thing. That keeps you grounded. That keeps you from getting too cocky and too comfortable. So I think fear is good in small, healthy doses because it does. It keeps you grounded for sure. How about, okay, self-limiting beliefs. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll change my answer. I don't know. You don't, no, no, no. I wasn't trying to get you to change your answer. I'm just saying from my perspective, I think a small dose of fear is a good thing. Now, when it gets to the level where it's preventing you from doing shit you want to do, that's yes. when it's a bad thing. But I think yeah, fear two, in small doses is good. You know, and two, what I've also started to realize, Brad, is like having your, you know, ego is there for, you know, some things is okay. It's yeah. just when you're on a public stage, like letting that ego go to the side and asking yeah. the higher self, right, to come through and yeah. putting your ego to the side, that to me is necessary as we move forward. I would agree for sure. So that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? I went to a retreat in Arizona with about 18 new people that I didn't know one person. And I just allowed myself to go have this new experience and to, to build new connections. That for me is the number one thing for me is building my tribe. What's your personal motto? I am a magical, powerful creator. I love it. If three wishes were granted to you, what would you wish for? I would wish for to get rid of my self-limiting beliefs that I still have and I deal with. Uh I would wish for peace in the world. And I would wish that every human on the planet has the opportunity to recognize what their soul came here to do. Yes, that would be a wonderful thing. What does the word empowerment mean to you, Kim? Gosh, it means that you you believe in yourself enough that you can do anything, right? That you are, you have boundaries, you practice radical self-love. And when you're doing those things, you are empowered to make your dreams fucking come true. Yes. Say that with great conviction and passion. I love it. I mean, I felt that in my bones. Yes, I can tell. (laughs) If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? I don't know. It would be like going into the city of New York and it would say, be still, listen deep and surrender. 
What are you most proud of, Kim? You know what? I think I'm most proud that I'm a kind person and I want to take everyone with me, Brad. Like any success or any opportunities, there's enough for all of us. So I, I want to take everybody with me. Yeah, you know, that's that's one thing I've learned. That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned through entrepreneurship is that there is enough in the world for everybody. Because that was another thing that I was dealing with when I first made the jump is the competition mindset. And I was always worried about what other photographers were doing and whatnot. And again, once I realized and changed that mindset, holy shit, did things change. But there is, I mean, people were saying, again, you know, there's so many photographers out there. And yeah, sure, of course there are. There's so many real estate agents out there. There's tons of coaches. There's tons of yoga instructors. There's all of it. There's so, so many of everybody. But no one else is you. No one right. else can provide this, the customer or client experience that you provide. No Absolutely. one else has my eye as a photographer. No one sees things the way I do as a photographer. So sure, there's competition, of course. But once I got into the mindset that I am my only competition, and as long as I can look back at things and see that I'm improving, that's all that fucking matters. Absolutely. I'm the only competition I have. Yes, no lack mentality. Yeah, for sure. There's no scarcity on this planet, right? No, it, it, absolutely. It's, it, there's just not, right? Because so not people, everybody is going to be your client. Right, exactly. And, and again, part of this process for me is it's okay if someone doesn't like me. It's okay if someone doesn't like yeah, my message. Yeah. That's not going to make me stop doing it. That's right. I mean, I've, I've had things where I've reached out to women to be guests on the podcast and one of the first things that some women have asked me is, well, what's your audience reach? What's your following like? And what's, what are your stats? What are you? And it's like, really, that's what's important to you. Isn't the mission that, that we're on here as a community more important? And I just think, you know what? You're not my guest. You're not for this show. And that's fine. I mean, if that's what you're focused on, great. That that's, that's good for you. But for me, you're just not a good fit for, for what I'm trying to do with this mission that I'm on. So yeah, I just, I don't have time for that. Yeah, no, you don't. It's, and two, it's where there's not a monetary exchange. There is that energy exchange Yeah, and you have to be vibrationally aligned, Brad. That's right. Kim, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? You have all the answers inside, little one. Just <laughs> be still and listen. You have all the answers. You you have all of the access to the roadmap for your life. Lastly, Kim, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what do you think that last 30 seconds would sound like? It would be about hope. It would be about trusting the universe. It would be about divine guidance. And that no matter where you are at every point in your life, it's exactly where you're meant to be. And so enjoy the moments, enjoy the now moments, and just allow the universe to guide you to all the magic that's there for you because you will get and nothing will pass you by. What is meant for you will not pass you by. And remember, we are all magical, powerful creators. So go start creating. You know, it's funny you say that what's meant for you. My dad always used to say to me as a teenager growing up and even into my 20s and 30s, always what's meant for you will not go by you. And I <sighs> that always has stuck with me because when I was in my early 20s, I was like, yeah, whatever. Sure. Okay. I used to get... <laughs> oh, dad. Yeah. Like, sh you're talking shit, but... 
now <laughs> as I'm in my fifties, it's like, yes, as I hit 50, it's like, yeah, I realized that before that I would say in my forties, I started to realize that, you know what, he's not full of shit. And as kids, I think we always, you know, when we're growing up, our parents tell us this and tell us that. And we think, yeah, yeah, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. Believe me, it took a while, but our parents know a hell of a lot more than we give them credit for. They've been there. They've been through that. No, maybe they haven't been through the exact same experiences, but they do have the experience and they do know what they're talking about. For the most part, I won't say all, but for the most part, they know what they're talking about and they've got they your wisdom, best interest. Right. They have wisdom. Maybe that's and- right. You know, Years of experience of this, that we don't have of, as kids. Exactly. And all of this, I think you summed up a little bit with the, all of this efforting, right? Like all of this working 10 hours a day, 60 hours a week, whatever yeah. it is or more. It's all of this efforting. It's it's not necessary anymore. No. That's that's part of the planet shifting, right? It's It's a different way of looking at things. And it's like when I get a hit that I have to go, like there's nowhere written that I have to go work 70 hours a week to make things happen for myself. It's just, that's not true. Yep. For sure. That sounds exhausting, doesn't it? It does mentally, physically, all of it. It's yeah. Again, it's all about mindset shift, right? Yep. I would be fine with working an hour a day, Brad, and like letting the universe just bring me all of the (laughs) fires of my heart. So bring it on. I claim it. There you go. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. And, share your story and take me along your journey with you and, and just share all of your experiences and your wisdom and you are a true inspiration and I appreciate you. And I'm so thankful and grateful and honored to have you as part of the empowerography community. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and you're an amazingly beautiful human being. So thank you, Kim. Thank you, Brad. And I hope this, if this resonates with one person, it's been worth all of the time and energy. And thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally connected in the divine timing. And I look forward to watching your journey. Absolutely. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Kim Adams. She is an author, a coach, and a motivational speaker based in Orange County. Thank you so much, Kim. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.